Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a moment to join us as we take a look at the book. Now, we're not only going to look at one book in the Bible, but a number of books as we study about angels and prophecy. That's the five-part audio series on CD that we're going to listen to a portion of, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy so you can study about angels. Angels played a key role in the first coming of Jesus Christ, and they will play a key role in his second coming. In fact, the most used word in the book of Revelation is angel or angels. We'll talk more about that in a few moments. But right now, let's take a moment and listen to the second portion of this five-part audio series about angels, angels and the family. We saw his deception. We saw his demeaning. Now look at his destiny. Verse 15. Here's God speaking to Satan. And I will put enmity between, thy, between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. He shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Here's the first time the gospel is given in the word of God. Here it is that now God says to Satan, there's going to be a separation between a man and a woman. And it's because of this, the woman then will have to be under the leadership of a man. The next verses. But it's here that God says to Satan, I'm going to put an enmity between you. And the seed of woman one day will come forth, Messiah. That Messiah, you will have opportunity to bruise his heel. Crucifixion. But he will have opportunity to bruise your head. Total destruction. Into the bottomless pit forever and ever into the lake of fire. And it's here that Satan realizes now his plan to establish a theocracy was in place. But there was another problem. God was going to allow woman to bring forth a man later down the line of the descendants that followed that would ultimately be his destruction. And so plan number one has failed. His infiltration into the dominion of this world. By the way, notice something. This is the first time where Satan comes in and uses one man to control the world. What happens at the end of time? He's using one man, Antichrist, to control the world. His strategy at the beginning will be the same at the end. But now he realizes plan number one has not been totally successful. Though I've infiltrated man, caused him to fall, taken over the place of authority in this world, established a Satanocracy, God has an alternative now. And through the bloodline of man, one day a woman will come. What's my next plan going to be? Satan goes back to the drawing board, takes out his computer, figures it out, and we now move to Genesis chapter 6. Because now Satan is going to move in and he is going to put in place plan number 2 in Genesis chapter 6. Now I understand what I'm going to be presenting here in just a moment in Genesis chapter 6 may be contradictory to what you have been taught or what you think or what you have taught yourself. 
but I am going to go ahead with my study anyway. And uh, if you have questions, do me a favor. Don't close your Bible up right now. Don't punch your wife. Don't go talk to Harry and Tom until after you talk to me. Because the Bible says if you got ought against your brother, you go to him first. Now, I'm in fairly decent company. Dr. Merle Unger, a Dallas graduate, great scholar, believes what I'm going to teach. Oh, the theologian here at Word of Life, Dr. Rennie Showers, board of directors Word of Life, teaches exactly what I'm going to teach. So I'm in fairly decent company. I'm not just out on a limb by myself. But I want to show you something very interesting. Maybe this is the way you think, and I'm just going to rehearse it again for you. In Genesis chapter 6, we are going to see now the second plan of Satan and his strategy to control the world, to negate God's plan, and to put himself in the position of God. He comes into a situation where now he understands, though he has infiltrated mankind, taken over dominion of the world, God is promised, Genesis 3.15, there will be a Messiah come from a woman one day who's going to ultimately destroy him or render him inoperative would be the better interpretation of that word. And so what is he going to do? Now he has to infiltrate the bloodline from Adam all the way to Messiah. Look at here, Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God, underline that phrase, saw the daughters of men, underline that phrase, that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And so sons of God, whoever they are, we'll look at it in just a moment, and daughters of man come together with sexual reunion. And they have a relationship. Verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, that's a phrase talking about a sexual relationship, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men and were of old men of renown. Giants came in upon the earth because of the sexual union between the sons of God and the daughters of men. Now let me remind you something. We studied just briefly and saw the phrase yesterday in Job. Uh, keep your finger here. And, and somebody said they only had ten fingers yesterday. I'm sorry. I'll try not to use as many fingers. But look at Job with me, if you will. Job chapter 38 again. Let's just go to that spot where we looked yesterday when we were talking about and determining when the creation of angels took place. Look at chapters 38, verse 7, the book of Job. When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. There's the same phrase as Genesis chapter 6. Look back now in Job chapter 1. Chapter 1. Go back to Job chapter 1 and verse 6. And this is... God now uh, talking and dealing with Job about uh, what's going to happen and also dealing with Satan about what's going to happen. Now there was a day, verse 6, Job 1, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. There's the phrase sons of God. Look over chapter 2 and verse 1. 
Again, it's basically a rehearsal of the same phrase. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. The sons of God and Satan were together presenting themselves before the Lord. I told you on the day that God, first day of creation, created the earth after he created the heavens, the sons of God, angels, the morning stars, angels were there to sing and shout for joy. Now we see when God is allowing Satan to have an audience with him to deal with his servant Job, the sons of God, angels, are once again there. Angels are in the presence of God and Satan when they have that meeting. Back in Genesis chapter 6, we see two other times the sons of God are used. It's five times in the Old Testament, the sons of God, that phrase is used. And I submit to you that the sons of God are consistent in all five locations in the Old Testament. The sons of God are angels. Thanks a lot for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us as we studied the subject of angels and prophecy. You know, Satan is going to use evil angels in the end times to invade this earth. It will be like UFOs coming as aliens out of outer space. Well, that's what the Bible talks about in Revelation chapter 9. In this study of angels and prophecy, we get into that particular study. This five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy, is available. You can call our toll-free number and order it that way. 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from all across America. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website and order your copy of this five-part audio series on CD, Angels and Prophecy. The address on our website is www.prophecytoday.com. This is Jimmy DeYoung thanking you for joining us for our study of angels and prophecy as we've taken a moment to take a look at the book. And you know everything that was taught in this study today is evidence that Jesus Christ could shout, the archangel could shout, and the trump of God could sound at any moment and call us up to be with him. That's the rapture. Are you ready for the rapture? I indeed pray that you are ready in light of all that's unfolding in our world today. And by the way, the rapture could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...